Introducing the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. With 25 million copies in print, learn how the Don't Sweat Wisdom can help you achieve greater mental health and better communication with your family, friends, and coworkers from a beloved teacher. Rediscover your passion, joy, and self-compassion to awaken your most vibrant life. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. I decided that today we should talk about the principle of moods that I discussed in my earlier podcast and the five principles to keeping life in perspective from Richard's book, You Can Be Happy No Matter What. So today's topic is going to be more on moods. When I think of not sweating the small stuff and keeping life in perspective, not only your own life, but all the potential conflict that goes on around us, I can't think of a more important topic than the topic of moods to discuss with you. So let's take our golden pause and get really present in our bodies by taking three very, very deep breaths in through your nose, expanding your chest and belly, and exhaling, exhaling any tension or anxiety you feel in your body, letting go of your shoulders, your jaw, your neck, your arms, your hands. Feeling and tuning into your breath, being very present in your breath. One last very deep inhale and exhaling any fear and replacing it with love. All right, so as I said, just keeping life in perspective is can be a challenge moment to moment, day to day, week to week, and year to year, right? It's, it's a practice. But when we talk about moods and understanding the importance of moods to our thinking, it's really critical. It's a really critical principle to keeping your life in perspective. So... I'm going to begin by um, taking a peek into Richard's book, You Can Be Happy No Matter What, and just reading you the first few lines in that book and going through that chapter on moods. Richard starts with a quote from Thomas Mann. Time cools, time clarifies. No mood can be maintained quite unaltered through the course of hours. Just as we are constantly thinking as human beings, our level of awareness that we are doing the thinking is constantly changing. This constant shifting in our awareness of ourselves as the thinker, that witness, you know that witnessing aspect where you actually know and you see yourself as the thinker, is what is known as moods. It goes up and down and up and down every minute, every day, 
our mood level is on the go. It's on the rise, it's on the low. For some people, moods shift and they are slight. For others, moods can be very extreme. So in either case, the fact remains that we are never in one place emotionally for too long, are we? I know I'm not. Day to day, I go up and down. Everyone does. Just when it seems like life is just going along really, really smoothly, something happens to shift my mood. I could just be even really exhausted and tired, and my mood will seem lower than it was in the morning. So many things affect our moods. Our hormones affect our moods. And this isn't just a female problem. This is a male problem too. Cortisol affects our moods. When your cortisol is low, guess what? Your energy is low. But when your cortisol is too high, guess what? Your mood can be ramped up too. And just when life seems hopeless, our mood lifts and voila, everything does seem all right again. Now tell me if this isn't true for you. Tell me as I'm talking, you don't aren't shaking your head and nodding your head. Yeah, that's really me. My mood goes up and down. When you're in a high mood, life looks really good. You have perspective and your common sense just seems to flow to you, doesn't it? Mine does. In my high moods, things don't feel so hard, life doesn't look so hard. Problems seem less like problems and easier to solve. In a high mood, our relationships flow easily and our communication is effortless. You take things far less personally and you don't misinterpret those things around you as much when you're in a high mood. Now the converse opposite is also true about low moods. When you're in a low mood, life doesn't look so good. You don't have perspective. And unfortunately, in a low mood, I've noticed I don't have very much access to my common sense. Mostly, my low moods really contribute to what we call thought attacks. And thought attacks are that um, thought that just gets ramped up and, and has a domino snowball effect that creates a basic like lack of perspective in such a huge hamster wheel sort of way. That's how I define a thought attack. And I'm in a major thought attack when I can be in a low mood. That really affects my thinking. Just knowing that moods are always changing is really comforting, isn't it? That just knowing that if my mood is low, all I have to do really is just sit and be with it. Get really comfortable that acknowledging that I'm in a low mood and and maybe create like my life as much as I can to sort of Give myself some grace period, you know, when I'm in this low mood. I mean, the, the beauty of understanding this principle is that you can really cut yourself and others some slack when you're in a low mood or they're in a low mood, right? Like, I think about when I'm feeling low, 
I think, well, that's the time I just need to go out for a walk. Maybe I need to talk with a friend. Maybe I just need to sit in stillness for a while. Just sit in quiet, sit in solitude. Maybe I need to take a nap. Maybe I need to meditate. I need to find a way to quiet my mind and just be with myself for a while. Well, the more I've practiced this over the years, the more I've noticed that as I'm quiet and still, no matter what I'm feeling, no matter what kind of mood I am in, just simply passes. Just like a cloud in the sky. The cloud comes, the cloud goes, and it changes form. So does your mood change form. It dissipates. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up again. So moods really are a part of what we call the human condition. You can't avoid them. You aren't going to stop changing moods by anything you really do. It just can't happen. But what can happen is that you can understand that moods are a part of being human. Rather than staying stuck in a low mood, convinced you're seeing life realistically in that mood, can learn to question your judgment when you're in this lower state of mind. You will always see life and the events differently in different moods. Isn't that powerful? So what we think of as reality in our low mood and in our low mood thinking is not reality. It's just a low mood. Now, I don't mind thinking about my high moods as reality, do you? <laughs> I kind of like my high moods being my reality. But then that's really the difference between um, being a more optimistic person, right? I mean, you tend to want to see life with the, through the lens of optimism if you feel that way. But honestly, the most graceful that we can be is how we manage ourselves when we're in our low moods. Do we attack others? Do we take our moods out on other people? You know, that's probably one of the most mature things we can look at as human beings is if we could just allow ourselves to be low without allowing our actions to reflect our low moods and act out, if we could stop acting out when we're in a low mood, that is a real game changer, don't you agree? That's like a true act of maturity. To give your space, give yourself space to be low, but not act out while low. Now, when do you think that you should take a look at your problems in a low mood or a high mood? Well, absolutely. You should not be looking at your problems while in a low mood. It's the same reason why when people are in grief and so forth, we're, we counsel people don't make any decisions when you're in despair. You know, it's, it's like you're not going to have access to the same common sense wisdom that you will have access to when your heart is open, when you're optimistic and you're feeling really good. 
the time to look at problems of any kind, whether it be in your relationship, your business, with your children, with your finances, are always going to be in a high mood. Now, unfortunately, unless you have that strategy in place, in a high mood, you're much more likely to go shopping, you're much more likely to go out on a hike, you're much more likely to go to a festival, go travel, go do something fun, right? Because you're inspired. But just try it sometime. Just try when you're in a really good mood to sit down and take a look at something that usually really worries and bothers you and concerns you. Or if it's a big problem, you'll know it because it just doesn't go away, right? Now, one of my favorite stories that I've always heard Richard say and that I heard him say over and over again in his workshops and seminars is that he would do couples counseling. And he had this couple come in one time. And he was sharing with them this principle of moods. And he said, you know, why would you talk with your spouse about your problems in a low mood? He asked them that. And then and they said, well, Rich, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, but if we wait till our mood is higher, then our problems won't seem like problems anymore. And Richard would always say, I know, that's the point. So this is another really great way to keep life in perspective and keep your problems in perspective too. Just try and take a look at a problem when you're in a high mood and, and you'll know if it's really a problem, like I said, it's going to feel like a problem even in a higher mood. But you will have access to better problem-solving skills. And you will have access to your common sense wisdom in a higher mood than you will a lower mood. And that's really the point today. So I'm going to end there because I like to keep my podcasts around this time of 14 minutes for you so that it just gives you just a little bit to chew on. And I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of more on moods today, because moods really do matter. Thanks so much for listening and come back again. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com and learn about her brand new What Now program, a 10-week mentorship course guiding you to your most vibrant life.